0: Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live action television show that is based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening, Taylor, and my butt is full of Mott's applesauce. With me as always is
1: Greg. Hey, Greg here. Was that a thing we were supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, was this a team building exercise
2: it's, that I... it's a it's a just me thing if you guys oh, okay. want to join in you are more than welcome you mean that you ate a bunch of applesauce and nope, now nope. it's time for you to go into the toilet nope i put a
0: one of those little funnels that you put oil in your car with uh, i put it right up my anus and i filled it up with a glob of mott's applesauce globs of mott's yeah globs of mott's also with me is ryan hey taylor um did you clean the funnel before you used it Oh no! I needed that oil because that is my lubrication to get on up there. Because you do not want to go in dry. Uh, with no. applesauce? No, no. You you really want to get in there, like make it you know a, a, a fun experience for everyone involved. Was that in the, this case just me? It was a was a solo operation.
1: Was that the company funnel though? I mean, like define company funnel. Did you take funnel. it? Did you take it out of the funnel drawer? I mean, it
0: was it in uh the drawer here in the office that's labeled funnel. Yeah, yeah. I did. And you know what? That's I
1: think that's what funnels are for, so those are those are public use funnels though. We all use those funnels. Well, I mean various... I'm,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna wash it. I'm gonna put it under the sink real You're quick. You're going to so
1: you have not washed it yet. Well not yet. I mean it's still in there. You're so. just gonna knock out this podcast first. Yeah. So
2: you put it in your butt, you filled it with applesauce, you put it back in the drawer so as to wash later. You well, think that the funnel drawer is also the wash later drawer?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not, what, what am I going to do? Like, p- postpone the podcast so that I can go and wash this funnel? I'll do it later. Let me ask you this. Uh, have you done this yet,
1: Greg? Or? Have I done what now? The, the, the applesauce? No, because I didn't know. I, didn't, I guess there was a memo I didn't get.
2: Was this for ALS or anything? Well, because no. It's the
1: applesauce challenge. Yeah, yeah
0: it's the applesauce challenge for Lou Gehring's disease. <laughs> <laughs> the slightly worst
2: baseball. Not board. to
1: be confused with Lou Gehrig.
2: It is not the same thing. Now, no. if you butt chug, you can get drunk, right? Yeah. yeah. So you'll get the effects, uh, the same effects as if you drank the beer. When I eat applesauce, I am filled with childish delight. Will I still get those effects if I butt chug applesauce?
0: Listen, if I'm anything to go by, you will just be filled with vitamins. <laughs> there's n- there's not a whole lot of joy going on unless you like really cold, like like refrigerated but like not frozen things uh, uh-huh. that are like like
2: going through a funnel that has been in a car. Refrigerated but not frozen things are just called refrigerated things. Uh, is it? Yeah. That's the term for it.
0: Shit, that's so much more convenient. I didn't. When did they update that? Was that like a 2016 thing?
2: Did you still give yourself the appropriate sprinkles of cinnamon on the way down?
0: Oh, I'm not a cinnamon guy. What? No, I don't like the cinnamon. Applesauce, pure and clear, huh? I do straight applesauce. Like, I you're a real man. Listen, I don't understand this. Like cinnamon. Like, I under I I get why you might want to put cinnamon on it because that's what you do with like you know an apple pie or whatever. But I like I I, there's something about the applesauce that I'm like I don't want this. I. It would have to be hot for me to do that. Hot and I, applesauce. And I don't want hot applesauce. <laughs> in your butt. Well, I mean, anywhere. Anywhere yeah. in the entire process of me <laughs> like communicating with the applesauce, I don't want it to be hot. What's I funny, want it to be
2: at worst room temperature. I don't want to butt chug <laughs> hot applesauce. I'm not a farmer. And I don't want to eat hot applesauce. But I will cut up lines and snort hot applesauce. I do prefer it to be warm at that point.
0: Uh, well, how do you guys feel about the phrase crisscross applesauce?
2: It's okay. Yeah. I was born in a time where we said Indian style. And I, was, I know how that's wrong now. I was
0: too. I was right on the edge of that. I think like I think like three years after I left crisscross applesauce territory is when they started using crisscross applesauce.
1: I will say, I think it's a little offensive to the band crisscross yeah they that's, tried to make you jump they not were sit known down. for making you jump but yeah. now it's like yeah. they'll be attached to to sitting down for all time
0: yeah and i don't understand how what applesauce has to do with it at all because i'm never getting applesauce when i'm doing that well
2: it first of all for sure number one fact rhymes with crisscross yeah so, i mean that's true but that's like, just on the board right now
0: But like so does like salad toss and we're not doing that <laughs> crisscross salad
1: toss the Frasier version <laughs> 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 crisscross yeah. scrambled eggs kids If
2: if crisscross salad toss rhymes, (laughs) then it would. We could reasonably assume that applesauce salad toss rhymes. It does, and that's something I would do as well. (laughs) Applesauce salad toss. Have you guys ever put like instead of like Caesar dressing or whatever, just
0: dumped a whole bunch of applesauce on your salad? Nope. No. It's it's pretty good, I've heard. Compared, I've never done it either.
1: Compared to you, I'm realizing I have like a very conventional and limited relationship with applesauce. You're a prude. Yeah, You're an applesauce I guess prude. I am. I am. I had applesauce like three times as a child. <laughs> I got
2: to say, that's an awesome way of delivering the fact that he puts applesauce on a salad, though. You start with, I put it up my butt, yeah. and then the dressing's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, by the time he gets there, it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm just glad that you're keeping it out of your pants, buddy. Yeah,
0: well, speaking of other things that are keeping out of my pants, we're going to be talking about Iron Fist later. But before we get to that, <laughs> we're going to go to the super serious Shishi Bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious Shishi Bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and we do whatever we want this week we are doing Rushmore, and you guys know what Rushmore is, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, that
1: super lit mountain.
0: Yeah, so we're making our own. We're, we've bought a mountain. Our own what? Uh, our own Rushmore. <laughs> it's our own mountain. We bought it, we're going to carve some faces into it, and those faces are going to be the embodiment of the four best kitchen fight scenes in
2: movie or TV history. Or real life. Or if, real life. If we've experienced yeah. some real life kitchen yeah. fights, let's talk about that.
0: Absolutely.
2: So... Uh, and just so you know, this is brought to you by Iron Fist, which starts off the season with a big ass kitchen fight. Which,
0: uh, we're going to get to that in a second.
2: Before this, did you guys even realize how prevalent this was in movies and TV? No. no. I
1: wouldn't have guessed that there's like a ton of these. Movies and TVs are. are always fighting in the kitchen. Yeah. So... The
0: way that we're going to do this is we're going to go around. Everyone's going to nominate some things that need to be on there. And we're either going to decide, as a democracy, is it going on the mountain or is it a maybe? And then we're going to get four of those people on that mountain. And then that's going to be our mountain for all time. And then we're going to have a guy with a bunch of dynamite. And he's going to blast the shit out of it. And he's going to put those in that mountain.
2: And Taylor, you are the host. So you know you have ultimate say. But there is a third category. Like We have another show, Movie of the Year. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, And on that show, uh, Greg hosts, and he's a real mean dickhead. And so some suggestions he'll say, uh, not on the mountain, not a maybe, get that the fuck out of here. Yeah, So that could happen. I I bet am down.
0: That could happen. So, I mean, I'm going to start right off with the impetus of of this thing. Do you guys want to put the kitchen fight from Iron Fist on this mountain? So that's an example, Greg. Get that the fuck off the mountain. Yeah. No. No. Okay, so no. No, no. that's not going on. It was
1: good, and it got us thinking about these kitchen fights, but I think we can find four iconicer, that's a word, (laughs) kitchen fights that belong up on a mountain.
2: And sure, that fight is one of the most iconic things of the last eight days or so. Yeah. People can't stop talking about it, but stay in the test of time. I'm not sure yet. All right, well, Ryan, who have you got? Well, I just watched a movie for a reason that you will find out why later in a couple weeks. When our Kill Bill Volume One episode of Movie of the Year I'm a I'm a nonstop pimping machine, yeah. guys. I am pushing this show Movie of the Year. You and it's to not it.
1: Volume One that's coming out in a couple of weeks.
2: It's volume two. But in Volume One yeah. <laughs> Volume Two is from two thousand four. There's a prequel to Volume Two. Yeah. Kill Bill Volume One. And in that one, Uma Thurman fights Vivica A. Fox all over the house, but a lot in the kitchen, including and I need when I when I need a kitchen fight, I need like lots of kitchen tools being yeah. used as weapons and then secret weapons hid inside secret non-kitchen non-weapons like a gun in a cereal box. I want Kill Bill Volume 1 on this mountain.
1: And what's the name of that cereal?
2: Oh, I don't remember. Kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) Quentin, you've done it again.
1: Kaboom (laughs) brand breakfast cereal. I, I think there is, like, you have to admit, they do fight all over the house, but the most iconic aspect of this fight does take place in the kitchen, and as you said, there has to be utensils used, and there's a part where Uma Thurman drops her mug and then drop kicks it it's Come on now. F- uh, that, Kabuma Thurman.
2: Yeah. So I, I, I I'm put, i putting this right on the mountain. You're just throwing it right on the mountain. Yeah. Now, what this doesn't have, though, of uh, typical kitchen fights, they're usually in restaurant kitchens and yeah. you don't get to like take the big shelves of things and drop them on people. There's no pots and pans Yeah. Used.
1: The knife that is in the fight is actually just Uma Thurman's like knife that comes from her holster. It's not a kitchen knife. But still, we're talking iconic. And this is, I think, like the first thing people would go to when they think of this. I I agree, Greg. All right, for me, kitchen fights don't get any more exciting than the one from Wet Hot American Summer: yes. The First Day of Camp. This is like basically a parody of kitchen fights, but it's got Christopher Maloney and John Hamm, and they just do a little bit of everything. And there's a ton of slapstick in it. And honestly, at moments, it's still a pretty good fight because they cut to obvious stuntmen who are doing it. Uh, but like, you know, a pot on someone's head and then being like drummed on with a ladle and stuff. Uh, and if you remember, this was the wet hot American summer show that was actually good because their most recent one was a little bit stinky.
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch either of the shows actually. Yeah. So I have no frame of reference for this. It's great. It's, you know, it's parodying the thing that we're talking about. So that makes it different. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I want it on the mountain. I'm just not sure if it's as iconic as we need it to be.
1: I think we could put it in the maybe pile and then see what else we're working with. Yeah, let's put it in the maybe pile. I mostly just wanted to be the one to bring it up.
0: Uh, Well, that's, you know what, that's fair. So I'm going to bring up one that I really want to be the one to bring up. And that is uh, the fight from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. The Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt feature, where I believe, if I remember correctly, that was when they started dating?
2: Yeah. I mean, the the movie, I think, is Mem... remembered for two reasons one is this kitchen fight yes and the other it ruined brad pitt and jennifer aniston america's couple
0: yeah so i mean i think it it deserves at least to be in the conversation just for the fact that it ruined real life
1: yeah i don't think there's much else anybody would remember about this movie
0: yeah it's the only things i remember about this movie are the two like big fight numbers the first being this one and then the second one they make up and then fight in I believe like a Home Depot or something like that. It's like one of those big like sporting goods stores. Uh-huh. Both of those fights are great, but this one in particular is like that's the thing that everyone thinks of when they even remember this movie.
1: But is it it even having said that, is it iconic enough to for a place right on that? I
2: think so. I would maybe it right now.
1: Yeah. I like It sounds
0: like a maybe baby to me. All right, fine. Well, I right, fuck my ideas, I guess.
2: No, it's so hard to not take it very yeah, personally. Yeah, isn't no, it? fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's cool. So, when I think kitchen fights, I think pots, pans, knives, dude on dude or dude on husband on wife. But is the single most iconic kitchen fight of all time does it involve a side that has no humans at all? Is it actually two children? And one dinosaur.
1: Yeah, the Velociraptor. Oh. Jurassic Park
2: doing the thing where they, the raptor thinks they're in one thing, but it runs into a reflection. That's my pick.
1: Yeah, I- is that a fight? That's what I wondered about this one. Is it a fight or is it just a scene that takes place in a kitchen?
2: It gives me what I need from the restaurant kitchen with all of the stuff.
1: It's got the shiny yeah. surfaces yes. that comes into play. And there's
2: all of the, like, the knives and pots and pans jingle. And they're all used.
1: Okay, and if we're going for iconic, that's probably the like one of the most iconic shots of Jurassic Park is like the clicking of the Velociraptor's nail, which takes place in the kids Because it's bored and yeah. it's like, upset. Yeah, it's like, what am I going to do now? I was hoping to disembowel some people. They're going to be so sad when they're done killing all the people <laughs> and there's nothing left to do on the island. You guys should have rationed. <laughs> we wasted it. We went over and he's killed all the humans right away and now we're so bored. Uh, you know, this is super iconic. And again, if maybe it it loses some points in the way that Kill Bill did because it's not exactly a kitchen fight. It's the one of the most iconic scenes from one of the most iconic movies of all time. Would I have
2: preferred both the rapture and the kids to both have pots and pans and sure, hit each other sure, with them? Absolutely. Yeah. We're just human. <laughs> yeah. We're just human. we're just human. We're not perfect here. But it's, yeah, it's so memorable. It takes place in a kitchen, and it's fight-esque, or as Taylor called it, which I love, a fight number. <laughs> like a a fight number. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a big fight Now it's time for it's a fight, a fight f- number. It's a fight number. Do you remember
1: in uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, like, all the fight numbers were, like, we're like dance numbers. Yeah, basically. And I remember that was the first time I ever realized, like, oh, yeah, that's all this is. Yeah. It's yeah. just a, it's a dance musical. number for boys. <laughs> that's And it. aggressive women. Yeah. So I'm putting that right on the mountain. Put it right yeah. on there. All right. Now, this might be a little old for one of our panelists. But...
2: who's it who before could, the 2000s? Who could because, that be?
1: Because it's, it's all the way back in the 1984s. But there was a sleepy little movie... About gremlins called Gremlins, and it features a fight scene in a kitchen that involves the microwaving of a gremlin, the grinding into like sausage of a gremlin, and I believe the uh like with the blending
2: the blending of a gremlin. Now, most kitchen fight scenes, we're talking about pots, pans, knives. Yeah, these are appliances. Yeah, we're taking kitchen fights to a whole new she, level here. It
1: is kitchen fight found weaponry for sure, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Man, it's Grody and it I forgot that the original Gremlins is kinda scary, but uh-huh. the beginning of this scene is kinda scary, even though they're just like the puppety ass puppets of all time. Uh, but what do you guys think? Gremlins.
0: I have not seen Gremlins. Okay, so yeah, you're if anything happens then before two thousand anything. I okay. know I know I know when Lil Wayne was five that was his favorite movie. <laughs> and that's what I know about the Gremlins.
2: I don't know. I uh, I remember this vividly. I think the world remembers this vividly. This is probably the second most iconic scene from the movie, other than Phoebe Cates' family history. Yeah, that she gives to Billy walking down the street about her dad dying in a chimney. Yeah, I'm in on this one.
1: It's big from the '80s, from these early if, '80s. If you guys, if you guys think it's that iconic, put it on there. Well, but can you spice it up? Can you make it sound like you also agree and that you think it's a slam dunk, you
0: guys? This is uh, that's the only thing that I know about Gremlins aside from it being Lil Wayne's favorite movie when he was five. <laughs> is this kitchen fight scene?
2: Here's the thing: we put it on the baby pile, fine, but we're just gonna move it on as soon as
1: yeah. It is well, like if plus I haven't one seen of the it, heads gets to be the head of a gremlin. Here's right? the thing: mm-mm, if mm-mm.
2: like this is that's a, not true. Hold on, I don't like. I hate to tell you this, but uh, one of the heads is the mom from Gremlins. Yeah, because she's the one laying she's the, the smackdown. Yeah, okay, so. I'm fine
1: with that. I'm fine with that. I'll go with that.
0: Listen, I haven't seen it, but I know if I had, I'd probably agree with you. So put it on this mountain. Put it right on the fucking mountain now, right now.
1: It's on the mountain, but I. so I'm, I feel comfortable saying this now that it's on the mountain. One demerit this movie gets is there is no sexy Lady Gremlin.
2: <laughs> that is, they didn't
1: have the technology for that yet. So but that's why Gremlins plan. to
2: the new batch is the best movie of all yeah. time, and then Gremlins, and then Citizen Kane. <laughs> Which also had no sexy gremlin. (laughs) Uh, So I am going to throw out there. Hold on, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I have the last thing. So if you want to go, that's fine. Or we just go straight to Ryan. I mean, you could just go right to me. But you know what? Dude, it's your show. You
0: know, know, I'm just going to throw one away on a a kitchen fight that I enjoy, which is the uh, fight in the industrial-sized kitchen from Resident Evil 2. Uh (laughs) The video game? (laughs) No, the movie.
2: There's a movie based on Resident Evil 2, the video game? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Those uh, movies
1: are hardly based on the video game. They're
2: they're like the first one is sort of, and then uh-huh.
0: the second one is like a little bit, and then from the third one on, it's like, fuck it. This girl has massive superpowers. <laughs> like there's fucking clones everywhere. She's killing the United States. Like who gives a shit? Oh,
1: that's where I live.
0: Yeah. Oh no. But the second one, uh, there's a scene where she fights the zombie dogs in the uh in the industrial size kitchen and she kills them by setting up one of those timed uh, like match on a matchbook to blow up like the turned on oven uh-huh. and I like that bit but you guys aren't going to put it on the mountain so Ryan what do you got? What was her name again? Mi- <laughs> Mia Yovich.
2: Mi- Mia Jovovich?
1: Mia Um,
2: There was a whole era in Hollywood history where we just needed her to be an act we didn't care. Yeah. She just had to be in action movies for like a yeah. six-year period. She was the Jason Statham. She, she just wrote, got movies,
1: but that franchise dragged her to the depths. That like,
2: well, because it's it's directed by her, her husband. husband, right? Oh,
1: okay. But yeah. that became like the only vehicle that she was associated right. with, and they got worse and worse and worse. And I, I continue
2: hap- to see everyone <laughs> opening night. Shocking! That's shocking to me. Same thing happened to Kate Beckinsale. Her husband put her in all the underworld movies. Yep. Oh, same yeah. exact thing happened. Exact same franchise. The I think the final. I love the wet hot thing, and I do remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I think the final is Quicksilver, uh, time in a bottle, running through the oh, kitchen, yeah. uh, and X Men. Uh, days of Future Past. Wow,
1: how did you sit on
2: that? Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, can I just a...
1: say one that I wanted to say because that's such a slammy jammy. Yes, the Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, that's the newest one. Yeah, yeah I, it's good. It's, it's, it's new, really good, and it's got new elements. The w- I mean, the way those movies fight scenes because they're dealing with size and everything. It's got different elements. But
0: here's the here's the thing. For this show, I think the Quicksilver one takes it. Yeah, I agree. I am still fighting for because I think we're now down to which of the because we have one spot we left. Do. I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith is more iconic culture wide than then the Quicks- time in a bottle. Than time in a bottle, I think. Ju- I think a little bit. I like if we're in this room, I'm picking Quicksilver. But I do think overall, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a because li- that is the scene. Like he- Brad Pitt is up against the wall. She's in the kitchen. She's shooting through the wall. Like that's
2: that's the thing. Okay, real quick, because we're in this room. Um, last season had an Arrow one, and yeah. then two seasons ago had Daisy on Shield one. That were great not iconic just thought i would bring them up real quick um i get what you're saying but i actually think outside of this room time in a bottle is more iconic than (sighs) mr mrs smith
1: greg way in here quicksilver yeah i'd say it's the quicksilver one that was the one like that just it's it's so clicked when you said it so i i think it is it's pretty iconic from mr (laughs) Mrs. smith but
0: and the the quicksilver one to its credit is like they put that in all of the ads like that was the thing when they were like guys how cool is X-Men. And that's that our demo. Yeah. Our
1: listeners are going to be way more into that. All right. Fuck it. Put that time
0: on a bottle up there, you motherfucker who got three of these four heads on there.
2: That's how it goes. <laughs> you get used to it. you see. So your mountain <laughs> of kitchen fights is Uma versus Vivica, Kill Bill Volume 1, Raptors versus Kids in Jurassic Park, Mom versus Gremlin in Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. And time in a bottle from X-Men, Days of Future Past. Whew.
0: All right, well, that is your Rushmore. We are going to carve those into a mountain, and you can come see it at any time. But now we're going to move on to the main event and the impetus for this event, Iron Fist.
1: On the premiere of Season 2 of Iron Fist, Danny is dealing with warring gangs who attempt to fill the vacuum left by the destruction of the Hand and then also deal with his sister Joy wanting to divest herself of her shares of the family company. And oh boy, wouldn't you know it, she is also scheming with Davos, who is still sore over the destruction of Kunlun. Davos and Danny do themselves a little bit of fighting, but then remember they still have about 12 hours of season left to fill and decide to stretch it out. Oh, and there's a new lady in town who's probably crazy and probably dangerous just based on the amount of screen time she got, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. This was a pretty all right episode, but did it do enough to convince you to make the long, most likely agonizing journey that a full season of this show would entail? What it's, a
0: good question. <laughs> so, uh, this is the first episode of Iron Fist I've ever watched. Same here, buddy. Let's hold hands. Um, and, I, like, I watched clips of the first one, and it was in... Like a pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> and it was intolerable. This was not, it was okay. This is certainly tolerable, right? Like he was still even better in this than I thought in Defenders. It's still not the best that Netflix Marvel has to offer. Which right
2: now, as like a show, we're saying is shitty. Like that bar is low for us.
1: Right. But it's better than, the. this episode was better than Defenders. Yes. Way better than what people said about the first season. Yeah. Was as as okay as okay, uh, what's her name? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones and only as bad as the worst Luke Cage. Yeah. I
0: I did not hate this episode. I enjoyed several parts of it a lot. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's watch let's watch another episode of Iron Fist. It seemed so seems hesitant, <laughs> like
2: we're still like tiptoeing. The fight scenes were legit, right? The fight scenes, oh my god. I don't know if this is just because I watched the whole first season, uh-huh. but compared to that, this is um Jackie Chan in his prime level fight scenes. We start off with one like around trucks and stuff. Yeah. Then we get to a kitchen yeah. and compa- like the first one it was like if we choreograph if we did a fight number uh right now just us three. Yeah. And this one they were like they were legit.
0: Yeah. I you brought up Jackie Chan and that's a thing that I want to talk about because I was hesitant going like the starting this episode because the first fight scene is he's attacking that truck and he's out in the open <laughs> which is
2: that's a bad move. Yeah, like, right. Attack a dude. Fight yeah. me, truck!
0: But so he, he starts attacking this armored truck out in the open, <laughs> and there are guys shooting at him. He's outside, and they are inside. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that, like, he rectified it. He came into the truck, and then he used that to his advantage. But the start, I was like, this is the thing that some, like, martial arts fights things get wrong. Because, like, Spider-Man, it's fine. He can fight people outside because he can swing around like that's his yeah. deal. Iron Fist is just a guy who, uh, aside from his fist, which punches real good...
2: He's just a boy standing in front of a fist.
0: Exactly. He's just a martial artist guy. And you never see Jackie Chan, like doing those like crazy fight scenes like all outdoors with people shooting standing at him, standing in the middle of an intersection he's, he's indoors using the environment to do stuff and that's what's interesting about it so the beginning of that fight he was outside i was like this isn't interesting to watch because like how is he going to at all avoid this and they rectified it through the rest of the episode which makes me think that they do have someone saying hey this is how we're going to do
2: fights Just somebody saying, like, here's how things should work. Yeah. Right. And that's so much more than the first season.
1: I have a question about his fist. Every time he uses the fist, it's amazing. But then he'll, like, go for 15 minutes without using the fist. Why does he just not use the fist all the time? Just because then the show would be less interesting? I
2: guess, yeah. It's like why Jesse had to lose Genesis, you know? But
0: it seems like Colleen doesn't want him to use the fist. And they've also
2: added in this, and this was not anything in season one. And that's not a complaint lose everything from season one of Colleen is trying to control his temper and trying to keep him from just murdering motherfuckers. Right. That's a new wrinkle. That is interesting. But yeah, if you use that fist all of the time, people are going to die. You know, like if Superman gives a fan a high five, that person is dead. Yeah. You know, and does he know how to control his fist?
0: Yeah. And I do think that is the... Probably the most interesting thing from this first episode that has me wanting to watch the rest of the season is the relationship tension between Danny and Colleen over his, like, how he uses his powers. Because the end of the episode, he, like, sh- the entire episode, she's been like, hey, don't lose your temper, don't, like, kill people. Yeah. And so he's been restricting his use of the fist. He comes home at the end of the episode and he has an option of getting to bed with her and, like, comforting her. And he instead leaves and goes and punches a door a whole bunch with that fist. And it looks like he is getting ready to murder a whole bunch of
2: people. Right. And there's the thing, the reason maybe to not use the fist isn't just because of storytelling or budget, but also it's sort of like the symbiote yeah. in Venom. <laughs> after Eddie Brock lost it and then what's it? Flash Thompson got it, uh, there was like a 45-minute limit because then it corrupts you Yeah, absolute power. And so the more he uses that fist and realizes that he can just do anything he wants, yeah. he starts to lose his fucking mind.
1: I forgot they had that conversation where they build in why he's not supposed to fist too much. And then at the <laughs> end, when he does go and fist, it like, and he looks like he's so happy, it's like, yeah, because yeah. like it really is. It's having some sort of like negative effect on him. And I guess it would. It's a cool power.
2: And it in the meantime, the way that he like grounded himself was to use the fist less, but also be a very rich person, billionaire, yeah. and move furniture you know, in the daytime.
0: Which I honestly, like, that's a thing that movies and TV do where they're like, he has a ton of money, but he's taking a day
2: job. He <laughs> works a job where he wears a beanie. He's I, got a beanie job.
0: I feel like I might do that. Yeah? Like, if I won, like, a $1.5 billion lottery tomorrow, uh-huh. I would 100% buy a kick-ass house and, like, set up my family, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to, like, work in in like a warehouse just for a while because i want
2: something to do it's like the end of office space where like you just yeah just work a little construction get some sunlight get some muscle and also it's either that or heroin you know yeah
0: those are because honestly
2: if you do the
1: construction
2: you'll probably get to the heroin yeah
0: yeah like because i know myself if i have that much money and i'm not keeping myself occupied and grounded i will be dead within like
1: a month just from like you could play like a bunch of video games
0: well, no, like, cause I would play video games and be like, "What if I played video games like on the moon?" And I would just go up with like no air support, and I just I do some crazy shit.
2: What you guys did not get from this episode was the season one Meachums, Joy and her brother Nate or whatever. Oh yeah, the Succession karate. Yes,
1: like this is so Succession. I was surprised.
2: Um, they were super wacky in the first season, and now they just they're a little more grounded but what you did get in this episode is joy doing that, you know, heel turn yeah. and planting seeds for the future and causing a little bit of like what's going to happen. That never happened in the first season. Like it just stayed stagnant the entire time. Oof. And here, Joy's like, "Hey, I just want to get out of the business." Ha ha ha, just kidding. I'm a villain. That just that alone is yeah. like, "Hey, I want to watch the next episode." There's going to be an
1: overarching narrative in this. It's crazy. I but but I return to my question, damn it, which is looking ahead, like This was good. This was fine. I bet the next couple are good and fine. I bet the very last one is super interesting and shocking. But, man, isn't it disheartening to look ahead and see 12-plus hours? Well, they cut three.
2: Oh, they did? They did. This is the first Netflix season of Marvel that where they were like, all right, let's try 10. I think that's It's true. going to be 10 episodes? I think so. Oh. You know what? I am,
1: it, I'm oddly excited by that. Yeah. I am <laughs> so
2: excited. Because like, I think the only one that really,
0: in my mind, like the closest thing to let's not have filler episodes, I think was Punisher. And it still had yeah. one or two that were like, we could cut these.
2: But we talked about this the other day when we talked about best shows of the year. Punisher had... Uh, like, every episode was half filler. Instead of having, yeah. the, like, four in the middle that that's, were that's unnecessary, true. it was, like, 30 minutes per episode. I don't know how Iron Fist is going to work, but they're up against so much. Like, they, if, if they didn't fix it totally, they at least put in an effort because they learned from season one.
0: And I hope, if we're going to have some portion of filler, I hope that the other half a filler of every episode of this season of iron fist is danny rand and colleen wing trying to go on date night Uh and it never working i (laughs) want that every episode (laughs) like colleen just hanging out and like their banter over the food was great it was wonderful colleen wing's hair is great i love her hair i want to shake the hand of whoever her hairstylist is i thought you were gonna say you wanted to shake the hand of her hair I you know what I'll do that too. Her hair's good, you guys. It's good hair.
2: Real quick, Greg. You mentioned uh, Alice Eve, and she's going to become the villain of this season. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's another potential villain of Danny Rand's furniture moving partner,
1: uh-huh. who is
2: like watches him hit on every single girl. This guy's desperate, right? Like yeah. this guy needs to hook up, and Danny Rand swoops in and takes every girl. And the look on this guy's face is like, oh, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Like this, these should be my girls, and I hate this.
0: Yeah, like that was it was a dick move. Like that guy, super was, dick. He, kn- Danny Rand knew what was going on. Yeah. That guy was talking to Alice Eve, uh, which that was. Can we talk about
1: very briefly what's going on with her?
0: What like what was that? I feel like it's pretty obvious
1: she's got like a she's, Tyler Durden situation. I, I mean, was
0: thi- I was thinking she has like memento syndrome.
1: I think what it is is that she has like a Tyler Durden that is aware that the Tyler Durden is like a different personality uh, Oh, I and see. then is trying to control her and something about the water i don't know keeps the other personality from asserting control or something it,
0: like that was the one bit where i was like this
2: is it mm.
1: was so oddly put in there though because there's no explanation given and you just know that it's gonna matter yeah, in the we're, future
2: we're so used to watching superhero stories that we know that like this person, who does not matter to this story at all, will become the villain. It, Obviously going to yeah. become the villain.
0: It just felt so weird that everything else in this episode was so explicitly set up. That yeah. that was the one thing where they're like, we're just going to throw this in. But
2: you guys weren't like, oh, I missed the first season, so I don't understand. You guys no. were very clear. Oh, I would missed the first season, and still, this is going to pay off later. Like, This is all introduced now. Honestly, yeah.
1: I felt like watching the, like, this is the catch-up from season one, Man, that's the way to watch season 1 cuz oh, that man. was actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was 3 minutes long and stuff kept blowing up and there were cool musical cues and everything. That was great. Yeah, I enjoyed dude. that a lot. Man, I cannot recommend season 1 recap highly enough.
2: Do you guys know who she is based on Marvel history? Nope.
1: Uh no, I l- I looked it up afterwards. Uh because I was I had that guess about what's going on with her and so I was like, I want to see. And then I saw a picture of her. and it's like she not wear a shirt? It seems like she goes jacket no shirt.
2: That's a good move. It might happen. Um, I think that to answer, Greg, your initial question, I'm going to do one more, and then we'll see after that. I'm definitely going to do one I more. Just, I, I just don't want, know if I'm in for 10.
1: I watched... The, the past couple of weeks, I've watched episodes 11 and 12 of Luke Cage, and I was really into this season of Luke Cage, and it's just... They just sputter. They lose all form. So, but they're taking out those last episodes, so I, I bet they can make a really taught one through ten and there's nothing about this episode that indicates that this is not an okay show i i didn't see the first season i remember that people uh bad mouth a lot but honestly watching it and you were right i was almost hesitant at first be like i kind of liked it because you don't want to sound like a dummy but it was fine do
2: you guys ever do that thing where you're like wait i hated the first season of iron fist no wait, i didn't watch it it's just that society <laughs> yeah, has taught you, you that you don't <laughs> like it
1: the websites i went on told me that i didn't like The first season of Iron Fist. Well,
0: to find out if we like this season of Iron Fist, you should tune in every week from now on while we talk about it. That's all the time we have for our main event. Now we move on to a little bit something looser. It's called the Tape Pen. Now we're here in the Tape Pen. This is the part of the show where they unchain me from the wall that they keep me on, and I get to do whatever I want. This week... We're doing a little segment called The Master Beatles."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Is this apropos (laughs) of anything?
0: So this week, there was news that came out that Paul McCartney. Breaking news. Breaking news. Paul McCartney, uh, at some point, with a group of John Lennon and a couple of other guys, they all just kind of masturbated in a room together,
2: like just as friends. Yeah. And just full disclosure, we were not those other guys. They were different other guys than us.
0: Yeah, I wasn't born yet.
2: Okay so wait are you saying that we were born the name of the band
0: is the Beatles. yeah it's right there and i have to say the new york post
2: released a headline Uh that was beat the (laughs) Meatles, which is the funniest thing the new york post has ever done new york post the whole staff is one writer and 47 headline thinkers right that's the entire deal so what i want us to do
0: for this segment is think of Other bonding exercises that you can do with your friends to form a band, but that you will not tell people for another 60 years.
1: Oh, okay. So they have to be secret ones. Yeah. So like, what's a thing that like
0: you would do, but you wouldn't immediately tell everyone? I got one. What do you got? Kill a hobo. That's- I think that there's like- I think that's number one with a bullet. Yeah. uh,
1: If you really want to bond yourself to people around you and like have something that is just a shared experience between you- And kind of like a problem-solving exercise. Yeah. Killing a hobo is... It's so difficult not to execute, but to figure out what to do with the body. And that's going to bring everybody together. And that'll just always sort of be a touchstone experience that you all have. Now,
0: do you include with this... Uh, not just the killing of the hobo but do you expand this to like maybe you want to th- mix it up like kill a friend or a sorority sister and then cover it up like are you are you uh, like a sorority row i know what you did last summer type no this
1: yeah. i i, I want to be very clear about this and thank you for asking specifically it would be a hobo okay, it's so important that it's a hobo, a hobo because
2: we're not into murdering people no. like but if you kill a hobo what happens is that everybody has the secret and then they trust everyone like the whole group has a, a bunch of trust but if one breaks if somebody goes to the yeah. cops then you know who went to the cops yeah. that person's out but then also the cops don't really care so nobody's that's, in trouble that's
1: really what it is like you still try to to cover up the fact that you murdered somebody. But that's kind of for show because when it's a hobo, no one's gonna look into that.
2: And we so. wanna be very clear that we're not talking about like the homeless. We're not talking about the people who like need a hand. Oh gosh, no. We're talking about the train travelers. Tramps. That- and tramps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tramping across the with country the bindle, with their bindles, yeah. Yeah. taking
1: pies off windowsills. Yeah, these are no, these are hobos. We're talking
2: about hats, like stovetop hats, but with the the top lid is like loose uh-huh. and open.
1: Eating out of a can of beans around a trash can fire. And that yeah. can of
2: beans, it's generic brand beans. It just yeah. says beans,
1: it just says beans on the side. Well, I'm gonna give that a hearty
2: check, please, because <laughs> that is a
1: great
0: bonding exercise. Ryan, what do you got? Oh, I
2: got one. What do you got? Uh, and I'm gonna do this from real life, Greg, okay. if you don't mind. Greg and I met a long time ago. Ripped from the headlines. Yeah, Greg and I met a long time ago. We became fast friends, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We got very close very quickly, and then we did what we started a band together. We did. We did. We were in a band, and I'm not going to tell you what the name is because then you're going to look it up and you'll be like, "Oh, now I love you for another reason." You don't need to do that right now. But we started the band, and what we did after we had become fast friends and we started that band was. We got in a room and we jerked off with each other. We just jerked off at each other.
0: Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm. That's I, I, I'm gonna that's give that a, like
1: a behind the scenes look.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Wow, that's I'm gonna give that a no because what? It wait, was explicit, whoa, hold on. What it's it's explicitly Something what else. other things can yeah. you do? So you just you just kind of oh. took that right I, from right from the premise of the segment. Can I throw so. another
1: one out there, real quick? You
0: know what? Yeah, Greg, for being such a good boy, throw another one at but me. Hold I, on, I get feet three feet. points. No, you get no points. You get no points and fuck you.
1: I feel like this happened a lot more in the 80s and maybe the early 90s, but it would be a common thing where a beloved like car wash or maybe stretch of beach or something would get um like sold to uh, a business owner. Oh. And uh maybe torn down or just closed off from the public. And this happened a lot in, on like mountains as well, ski resorts. And you would sort of have to come together and save the institution, like bikini car wash or something like that, or maybe a benefit concert or a ski race down a mountain. And I think any of those would be great team building. You exercises. know what?
0: Greg, you are so right. You get 10 points for Thank that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, that's all the time that we have, unfortunately. So uh, with zero points and actually negative 15 for being for breaking the rules that's is
1: got, Ryan. That got worse instantly.
0: Yeah. And uh, with uh, 207 points cumulative, uh, because I keep track of all all of Greg's good boy points uh (laughs) he is this week's good boy so congratulations to Greg I'm good that's a check please for us we're gonna get on out of this pen but now we're gonna move on to the pull list the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week but before we get there let's talk about some podcasts that we like let's do it Greg tell us about a podcast that you like to listen to
1: I like to listen to a podcast called Movie of the Year because it's the only podcast that contains, Taylor, both the science and the screaming (gasps) to determine what the best movie for any given year is. This season we're doing 2004, and uh, hearts are getting broken, and I think opinions about movies are being formed every episode.
0: And if your opinion of that show is, I like it, but what if Taylor was on it? Well, I'm going to be on it. (laughs) So you should listen to the episode featuring Million Dollar Baby because I'll be on that sucker. Ryan, tell us about a show that makes me furious.
2: Uh, uh, Hold on. Before I talk to that, sorry. Mike is here, and I'm going to talk about the show that I host. (laughs) Um, I host Writer's Block. So listen to that. It's Writer's That. Well, I interview writers. Writer's block. Uh.
0: Thank you, Mike, for stepping in. Ryan. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> Ryan, can you tell us about OCD now that
1: Mike's gone?
2: Okay, so I was going to talk about this with Mike, but he just ran out the door. It's uh, so
1: weird that he came to just do the one. One thing, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
2: very selfish. Uh, the OCD is a show where we every episode is dedicated to one individual episode of The OC, the single greatest TV show in the history of Fox Television. No. No, because of Martin, right? Yeah, Martin was
0: the peak of television. Yes. In it was Living like Color. Martin, The Wire, Young Sheldon. All Living in the family. And then Riverdale. Yeah, I think that's where, where it was. We all agreed
2: on that list. Exactly. <laughs> um, so please uh, download, subscribe, rate, and review the OCD. If you like the OC, or if you don't like it, or if you've never watched it or ever heard of it, it's still a great show. Me and Mike, <laughs> go. <laughs> uh,
0: if you also like just me and none of these other people, you should check out Taylor Talking Taylor. is a monthly podcast. comes out the first Tuesday of every month where I talk about other Taylor of note. The most recent one was Taylor Michigan. Uh, the next episode is going to be about a very popular 80s uh, new wave band so tune in for that and I will have a special guest for that episode.
2: Oh wait, you know what we haven't done in a while? What? Um, also, in our little family, uh, make sure that you're checking out the Unnatural 20s.
0: Yes, do do that yeah. because uh, a, a very special person in our lives... Not just
2: because of that. No, no unrelated. Not,
0: not because of that. We love them anyway. We we're going to do
1: this anyway. But... Greg was on,
0: recently, their first
1: guest, I believe. Yeah. They, they let me on the show. Which they demanded that uh, Cassie stand on the lawn. Uh, <laughs> and I was given her mic uh, and all the honors there on two. And, uh, yeah, we just laid it out. And I basically, as an older gentleman, I told them about what to expect <laughs> from the coming years
2: kids love that and since you went on that show you've been contacted by no less than two podcast agencies about Uh going to the big time
1: yeah so i'm i'm going to the major leagues you guys
2: wow all right well go
1: pod with the stars
0: well now we are going to move on to that pull list that i mentioned earlier
1: All right, before we go, I want to tell you about a few things. First of all, if you're on the internet, which sometimes people will tend to be, you should head over to yourpopfilter.com. That is sort of the central hub for the Your Pop Filter Universe. It's got all our great podcasts and everything you could ever want from a website. If you were doing that and you're like, dang, I would sure like to do some shopping, you could throw a slash Amazon on that. It's just like a normal Amazon shopping experience, except we get a little coin out of the bargain. We have a couple other podcasts you should check out. Of course, there's Superhero Hour Hour. That's where this gang, plus our friend Mike, talks about all the superhero-related shows out there. We also have writer, Writer's Block, which is just Mike talking to writers of note. Taylor talking Taylor, which is Taylor discussing Taylors of Note. And the OCD, which is Mike and Ryan talking about the greatest show ever. OCs of Note. to be Yeah, OCs of Note. If you like the music, and I'm sure you did on this show, it's all because of our buddy Shady Monk, who makes the sweet tunes, and we want to point you to our Patreon. Patreon listeners get a little bit more segments that you don't hear on the main show and special shows just for our Patreon friends. We really dig the support. And we thank you so much for that. If you're on the social media and you want to talk to us, there is at your pop filter on Twitter. If you want to catch us on Facebook, you can do that. I wouldn't advise it, but sure, you could do that.
2: Let's let's not do Facebook anymore. Let's we'll just, just not, not talk do Facebook. about it at yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. You're
1: not going to find us on Facebook anymore. Mike's going to make us put that back in, but no. And we're, we're
2: working every day on Twitter. We we don't do anything on Facebook. Yeah, dude, Fuck that shit.
1: We're hitting the Twitterverse every single day. If you want to email us, it's contact at yourpopfilter.com. If you want to call us, it's 1562 Dr. DJ Pop. He is our Dr. DJ associate who will take your messages and transcribe them. His one hand is a... Cronut. And his other hand is a... Just a regular donut. I like the classics. Yeah, so you have a choice.
2: Which one... Just like regular glazed donut? Do you want... All right, Ryan, can you see what next week is? Next week, Greg. This is where it all comes down. What? We've had four good movies, but Pixar... Has not been involved yet. We are doing the motherfucking Incredibles. Next week is
1: the Incredibles. I'm so excited. Taylor, you were on the wrong show. Thank you so much for joining us. Your podcast area is very clean, and I appreciate that. And have a good night, everybody.